up, everybody? What is good? Welcome to the Damn Dude Podcast. Damn, dude. This is Season 2, Episode 16, and I am your host, California Cal, and I have to say I'm not one of those Californians for my out-of-state listeners, <laughs> um, meaning like... Wear your mask. Wear a mask while you drive in the car by yourself. Autoimmune compromised. That like one of those types, or like (laughs) there's no such thing as men and women. You can just make up whatever the fuck you want. Like we're not. We don't rock like that. Like we rock off truth, reality, insight, and shit that makes sense. Common sense is a big part of this show. Um, no, but this is the Damn Dude Podcast, like I said, season two, episode 16. We have the conversations that need to be had in a way that'll make you think and say, damn, dude. Damn, dude. This show's ultimately about self-understanding. We're here to help educate, impact, and entertain. So, without further ado, let's get right into this, biatch. So, today's episode, we got some really cool topics, um... What is with the light? The light seems... Oh, sorry. Uh, Ultimately, this episode is about core beliefs. Like, what are our core beliefs? How do we identify them? What do we do with them? And how do they shape our perception and reality and relationships in real life? So this is cool. Shout out to my topic plug. I appreciate this because this is a really cool one. And I realized that I totally needed this for myself. Like in a major way um because i've been just fucking floundering man like this hmm, this last week has been rough man like financially i'm in a crazy fucking hole um and i've been struggling every fucking day as far as like fuck thinking about food thinking about how i'm gonna feed the kids thinking about I'm going to pay the bills, like how long I can go without shit getting shut off and this whole fucking thing, right? So this is perfect because it had me just kind of, it's having me realign with myself and my purpose and my core beliefs because I kind of just let it all slip to the side. Um, I've been eating like shit. I've been eating like budget food, you know, like dollar menu type diet shit. And that's never good. Um, And the more that we eat fucked up, the more that our thoughts and our brain and our emotions and our feelings are fucked up. So, yeah, granted, I don't make a guaranteed paycheck. It's different for me every fucking week how much I'm going to make, what I'm going to make. And there's no for sure. Like, I have no clocked hours or boss to pay me for these hours. Like, I'm doing this show right now. This takes like an hour and a half, maybe two hours of my time to record, write, upload, blah, 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 blah. And I don't get paid for it. You know what I mean? It's just like, I'm just giving it. And that is true freedom. But the thing is, is true freedom is terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if you didn't know where your paycheck's coming from every week, like, what would you, what would you do? How would you, how would you act? How would you respond? And all of that has to do with what our core beliefs and core values are. Yeah, I mean, so the first part of this is like, all right, well, with core beliefs, 
how do core beliefs drive our behavior and and how do the how do core beliefs drive our behavior and how we treat our relationships well <clears throat> as i said before i'm no expert i'm just a dude with some fucking sorry it was like a ant or fly or some shit on my table uh I'm just some regular ass dude who happens to have some insights and some and my own unique life experience. And I do my best to share openly and non-judgmentally. Uh, unless we start talking about people with masks, then I fucking start going off. But <laughs> um, dude, if you think about it, it's like core beliefs drive our entire behavior and how I would say is because everything we do is based off of what we believe and what we believe is what we perceive. So however the hell we perceive life is basically, uh, oh, what is that word I was just thinking of? Um, I don't know. I guess just everything that we perceive and we look at in real time is a, I just forgot the word again, Ah, is a byproduct of our core beliefs. So let's say like I I, I think mm, trying to think which way to go with this. So everything that we do is based off of that. So and I'm I'm trying to think like I, my brain started going super deep, and then it's kind of like, well, hold on, let's tone it back a touch, and let's make this kind of simple. So let's say simply, well, our core belief of you need to wake up and say what you're grateful for every day, or you need to wake up and exercise, or we need to wake up and water the plants. If you you need to wake up and check your emails, you need to wake up and check your bank account. You need to wake up and check your, check your what, right? So all of those come from what our core beliefs are. So, or, they cut ah, or they come from a lack of our own self beliefs, um, and our own, or I should say, our own core beliefs. Like lately, I've been waking up, and the first thing I've been doing is wanting to check my phone and check Instagram and check a bunch of shit that doesn't really matter because I've been out of alignment with my core beliefs. Now, granted, I've still been waking up and doing my gratitude practice and all that. But it's not the first thing popping into my head because I'm out of alignment with my core beliefs. And I believe that we need to readjust and reevaluate our core beliefs frequently because it, it continuously changes. For me, a core belief that I had when I was younger and that kind of changed a bunch through time was stealing. For me, a core belief was never to steal. You don't ever steal anything. So then my core belief kind of shifted once I got bad influenced by uh, some of my uncles, some of my friends, a couple different people who I really looked up to. And they showed me that, yo, stealing shit is cool. And as long as you're not stealing from people, you, don't, you never steal from a person. You never steal from somebody's house. You never steal somebody's belongings. But it's okay to steal shit from the store, from the fair, from the whatever like though that that altered my core belief of stealing is wrong. So then I kind of redeveloped out of lack of awareness. Okay, my core belief is that as long as I'm stealing from a big company, it's okay. And 
I, see, I don't know if that was a core belief of mine, but it was how I would operate and I was okay with doing that. So I would steal from stores and in my head, I'm like, well, no individual here is really losing money like that. Um, the store is not going to miss this beef jerky or this fucking tech deck or pack of condoms or fucking whatever the fuck I was stealing, right? Um, a lot of it I was doing it because I thought I needed to on top of certain influences showing me shit. So I'm like, okay, so then I get older and then I'm like, whoa, like stealing is not cool at all. Whether you're stealing from the store, the liquor store, a person, whatever, stealing is stealing. Karma doesn't discriminate against, oh, you stole us from this person or that person. I mean, maybe it's it's a little worse if you steal from people directly. I don't know, because that's a direct impact on their well-being and their livelihood, you know. So, also, our core beliefs is going to affect how we treat our relationships, too. Because if you wake up, hmm, this could go different ways. Um, um, okay, so, I mean, ah, oh, okay, same example with our friendships. If our core beliefs dictate that stealing is wrong altogether and that you do not steal and you won't steal, if you hang around somebody who is okay with stealing from the store, stealing from people or stealing from whatever, that is a direct effect on your relationships that you're going to have and could potentially have. Because if you're okay with stealing and you meet somebody else who's okay with stealing and they're good at stealing... Now you've just kind of like doubled down and jumped in with both feet in where it's like, oh, hell yeah, let's jack this shit, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? So as we're on the other hand, it's like if your core beliefs are solid and you don't believe that stealing is okay, you're not going to go steal. You know what I mean? Um, It's like you're automatically not going to make that friendship. You're going to say, oh, okay, well, I'm going to I'm not going to hang out with this person anymore. So that's a direct effect on the relationships that you have that can also get taken a step further into uh, like romantic relationships where if part of your core belief is, all right, I need to serve my partner. And that's what you wake up and you do, whether you get up and you go cook some breakfast, you get up and engage in sexual activity, (laughs) you wake up and just start saying nice things to the person you get up and you know what I'm saying? So it's like how you honor your body, how you honor yourself, how you honor your um, actions, how you honor your good deeds, how you don't honor them. Do you withhold them if you're upset with the person or do you still just give even though you're upset with the person? So it's like, and that has a lot to do with your own core beliefs. It's like, what's your backbone? What's your absolutes? What's your like absolutely yes and your absolutely no? Where are you okay with just not having much awareness about what you're doing or saying or feeling or talking about or performing or whatever, right? So the next layer to this is if we're not fully aware of our core beliefs, how can we grow and tweak a belief if it is stored so deeply? Well, this is the thing. This is interesting. I love that. I love that question and how that's put. Like, 
If we're not fully aware, how can we grow or tweak a belief if it's stored so deeply? Well, in my observation, the way that core beliefs go down are they can come from different angles. So like, hmm, there's, okay, so not necessarily a core, so I believe that if we have automatic core beliefs, which are stored deep down inside of us, I don't believe those are core beliefs. I believe that those are decisions that we made as children. And I think there's a difference between core beliefs and decisions we made as children. So for me, when I was a kid, I decided I made the decision that I was dumb and my voice didn't matter. That was a decision I made. So it appeared like a self-belief, like a core belief, because I would act out my entire life in that manner of, oh, nobody wants to hear what I have to say. So I just wouldn't say shit. I would stop myself short. I would let the other person talk. I would whatever, right? So being that that would happen, I'm like, why am I like this? I keep operating like this way. But the thing is, is I wasn't operating from core belief. I was operating from a decision I made as a child, which felt like a core belief. So what ended up happening was as I grew older and I grew more conscious and aware of myself, I started to be able to say, hey, hold on a minute. That's just a decision I made as a kid. What the fuck, dude? There's all these ants everywhere, man. My kid's been throwing freaking cheese and whatever the hell else he's been eating all over the house. There's <laughs> like ants everywhere. It's driving me crazy. Um, Golly, dude. Okay, so <laughs> anyway, as I grew older, I consciously, as I became more conscious, I started having more and more awareness over myself and what my beliefs are and I started acknowledging and well yeah it started acknowledging oh this is this is just the decision I made as a kid or this is what I actually believe in so I think what happens is we have our general morals and our general principles which we're raised under like don't steal you know don't talk back respect your elders whatever your little your principles are right but I think it goes deeper. I think your core beliefs only we can create. Like only you can do that. I don't think that your parents can directly teach you what your core beliefs are. But I do believe that parents can influence. The hell was that? I do believe that parents can influence what our core beliefs are. So because those are just because the things I had just mentioned were either decisions we made as a kid or just kind of habits we like uh, we took on like a core belief would be like i'm not gonna like i refuse to kill somebody or i, I um see i don't know it's like you got we got different we have, we have different natures and this is what's kind of interesting especially when i study anything about buddhism or anything it's like all right well I'm not down like I'm not down to just go kill stuff, but at the same time I am down to hunt, I am down to eat meat. I did just wipe this ant off this table. So I guess I'm okay with killing. 
But it's weird to say it like that, right? So I guess where it boils down to is the defining it. And it's like, well, somebody... See, I thought one of my core beliefs was I I don't think killing's okay. But I just did kill this ant. Um, at the same time, it's like I've gone hunting. At the same time, I eat meat. At the same time, if there is one person trying to harm another person who's defenseless and I needed to stand up for that person because that person's doing wrong to that person you know, maybe that person dies in the process of protecting the lesser. You know, if somebody's trying to harm kids, if somebody's trying to harm women, if someone's trying to harm innocent people, they're trying to kill them and needing to kill that person to defend the other. Is that right? Is it wrong? You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't even know. So I think this is where we have our own core belief, where we have to create it as grown individuals. Excuse me. We can shape and choose what our core beliefs are. So for me, my core beliefs are to tell the truth, be honest, help as much as I can, be of service to people in the community, and to do what's right when nobody's looking. Those are things that are of my core belief, my core beliefs that I kind of just recreated for myself because that's what I need to do you know what I mean so I think that when it comes to deep stored when it comes to core beliefs that are stored excuse me so deeply I think those are decisions we made as we made as kids um, like if it's something that's so deep like that, ah, this goes, this goes so many different ways too. Cause I, I realized how, when I just said that, that can also be disproven in another, like from another angle. Mm, well, maybe not because if you think about it, our core beliefs are something that we decide consciously, then everything else is just a habit or, um, What's that word? Uh, Societal training or cultural training or uh, influence on us or decisions that we made as kids. So what happens is, like I've spoken about before, the difference between making a choice and a decision. A choice is it has infinite possibilities inside of it. A decision is dead to decide. Side means kill. Decide like pesticide, insecticides, homicide, suicide, choice, choosing that's along the lines of creation, creativity. Like you have the power to choose. That's infinite possibilities. So I think something that's important to distinguish for ourselves as adults is, are we coming from choice or are we coming from decisions? You know, and if we can consciously put ourselves, our brain in the context of choice, then we have unlimited possibilities. But if we have decided something, that's just the way it is. There's no choice around it and there's no more possibilities. So I think it's important to stand in the place of choice and possibility consciously be like, all right, I'm going to come from a place of choice and choosing and possibility. Therefore, I can choose my core beliefs. I can choose what I believe in. Because if you were like, let's say you were 
born in a racist household and you are born to hate Asian people, you can grow up and be like, oh, that was some fuck shit my parents taught me. They shouldn't have taught me that. So now I've made a choice to choose my core belief about Asian people. You see what I'm saying? Damn, dude. So, but if you've decided I hate Asian people, well, you're probably going to live the rest of your life that way because of a decision that you made as a kid and now you've decided that there's no other choice or option or possibility available because you've decided to stay in a decision rather than understanding, okay, I've got the choice to do whatever. So then it kind of overlaps and you would think that your core belief is to hate Asian people, but when you were a baby, you didn't hate Asian people. You just didn't have exposure to them and you just didn't know any better. So then as you got older, you're, it's like, well, the people who raise you influence you and you're going to be like, yeah, you know, like the same way my dad thought motorcycles was cool. So now because that that was part of my influence, I think motorcycles are cool. You know what I mean? And it kind of same thing for my kids. Like they're like, oh, they think motorcycles are cool, too. You know, and same thing. It's like my dad played guitar. I thought guitar was cool. I never played. I fucking suck at music. But my kids think guitar's cool because I still think guitar's cool and my dad still thinks guitar's cool and then my older son thinks guitars are cool and now my younger son thinks guitars are cool and that's just going to keep going, you know? Unless at some point they grow up and they either choose or decide, I don't like this anymore, I don't do this, this isn't for me, whatever. It'll be up to them, which I'll have the conversations with them, but it'll be up to them to understand if they are coming from a choice or a decision that they just made as a kid. For me, I realized I could, like liking motorcycles kind of became part of my persona. And I would have to put that out there in some way, shape or form to be like, oh, look at this decision I made as a kid. Look at this decision I made as a kid. But in reality, if I can't, or I should say in more presently, if I'm present, then I don't have to prove Hey, I'm into motorcycles because I decided so when I was a kid. I just be like, hey, look at this bike I got. Hey, look at what I'm riding today. Hey, look at this. Hey, look at that. And I have the power to choose what's cool and what's not cool. And I continuously keep choosing to think that motorcycles are cool because that's what I choose. I did make that decision as a kid and I continuously re-choose that choice for myself. Damn, dude. Because I like the possibilities that motorcycles provide. I like the options. I like the the what they have to offer. So it's something that I will continuously keep choosing. You see what I'm saying? So I think when it comes to tweaking something that we think is a core belief, we have to actually go farther back in our timeline, go farther back in our history, and start visualizing and thinking about and feeling when is the first time you ever felt that way? So for me, for example, the first time I ever felt stupid and like my voice didn't matter, like how I just described earlier, the very first time I ever experienced that feeling was when I was a little baby. I was living at the house in Claremont in San Diego and I wanted orange juice specifically. And I didn't talk yet. I was maybe like eight months old, maybe. I don't even, I, I was like months old. And it was first thing in the morning. My mom comes and picks me up. My dad, I'm like crying in my crib because I want to get out and I want orange juice. That's speci- I, 
this took a lot of fucking thinking and meditating and going back and going back and going back. Like previously it was something that happened in high school, then junior high school, then elementary school, then early elementary school. Then I traced it all back to this one time I got laughed at for turning to the wrong page in second grade. And the whole class laughed at me. My sister is already dead. My grandma, my great aunt, they all passed away. So I'm just sitting there like I'm fucking stupid and my voice doesn't matter. So I decided that. And then I'm like, I'm thinking and I'm doing more work and I'm like, I'm going back older and older and older. And I realized it was this moment I wanted juice when I was several months old and I couldn't communicate it. And I'm like, eh, eh, and I'm pointing. And my mom and dad, they're trying to help me evaluate and figure out what it is that I'm wanting. And I'm just pointing, pointing, pointing. They're trying to offer me water. Like, that's not what I want. I'm like, man, they're trying to give me apple juice, man, milk, man, <laughs> like, you know, whatever food, whatever cartoons, this, that, that, all my stuff. And the one thing that they didn't offer me just because they didn't, they don't know. I'm just like a crying baby was the orange juice. And that was the one thing they didn't give me. And it wasn't like they purposely didn't give it. They just didn't think of it, you know? So I, that was the first time I can consciously remember, remember feeling like my voice didn't matter. And what I have to say doesn't matter. I don't think I necessarily registered it as I'm stupid as a little kid, but it kind of registered as like, what I have to say doesn't register and doesn't matter. And when what I say doesn't register matter, then that must mean I'm stupid. Damn, dude. So that was the earliest belief that I took on that I thought was that I thought was a core belief. But in reality, it was actually just the decision I made as a little baby that reinforced itself in second grade, that reinforced itself again in fourth or fifth grade or whatever reinforced itself again in seventh grade, reinforced itself again in eighth grade, reinforced itself again in ninth grade, reinforced itself again in, in senior year, and a handful of instances as an adult. So that is the difference between where my core belief came from and my decision I made as a child. Damn, dude. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Whatever, everybody. Welcome, bicycle. So, damn, we just went in. That was some really good shit. Um, so to kind of tack on to that, we kind of already answered this, but just to clarify the question from it, uh, or the second part of the question of that was, how do we figure out what our core beliefs are if we aren't aware? How do I identify them and unlearn them? Well, there you go. I think I just explained that. Uh, we figure them out by creating them new. What do you stand for? What do you want to stand for? Because it, it takes practice. You don't just uh, automatically are like a baby and you're like, I want to fucking fight in a freedom convoy. In a, you know what I'm saying? It's like if you're a kid in Canada, you're not like, I'm going to grow up and be the hero. I'm going to be the guy who fucking stands for peace at a protest. Like you, you don't know that because it hasn't happened yet. So you don't know. You know what I mean? So what is it as an adult that will give you the know-how or the the inside or the whatever to go and stand at a protest because that's you know what I mean it's like yeah your parents could have exhibited that for you as a kid but how as an adult what is it that makes you go do that well I think whatever the answer to that is is the answer it's like that's how you grow that's how you identify and grow awareness over it is 
you assess it and you say, well, damn, what do I truly believe in? And for me, a question I ask myself to discover this is I ask myself, would you die for this? And a lot of times if the answer is yes, then that is my new core belief. Um, if I won't die for it, then it's just a choice and I'll keep that as an as a ongoing revolving door as an option. But I ask myself, am I willing to die for this? And a lot of times that's a, a question that people are afraid to ask themselves and they're afraid, or maybe they're more so afraid to answer it themselves. But what are you willing to die for? And I don't mean just on some ignorant, oh, I'm just going to go and fucking, you know, wave signs on the freeway and get hit by a car. Like, no, it's like to actually do and fight for the cause, whether it scares the shit out of you or not, whether your money is good or not, whatever. Like for me, I've determined I am down to die for protecting kids and saving kids' lives. If somehow, like, I, I don't even know, but it's like I expose myself to the elements by going in the pool, going in the sun, going in the cold, going in the heat, going in the water, going in the chlorine, going all of this shit, right? It's like I'm willing to sacrifice my body for this. I'm willing to sacrifice not having a steady paycheck for this. And when you don't know when when your next meal's coming from or where it's coming from, you don't know when your next paycheck's coming, you don't know how much it's going to be. If the weather's cold, then that fucks your paycheck. Like this is something I'm willing to die for, so I'll keep fucking doing it. And it's of my core belief because I choose to I will die for what I believe in. Whether that means me fucking starving, whether whether that means me eating fucking cans of beans and fucking tortillas and that's it, or if that means fucking eating off the dollar menu, if that means going hungry for several meals, skipping some meals, whatever the fuck it looks like, I'll do that in the pursuit of what I truly believe in. And what I truly believe in is helping families and bringing peace of mind you're helping babies and bringing peace of mind to families. I know what it's like to lose a child in my family. My little sister died right before she was two and I was six. I know what that's like. I saw what that did to my family. I saw the pain, the suffering, the the beauty too. But I got to see all of that. And for other families to not have to experience that, I'll fight for that. I'll die for that. I'll ride for that. That is of my core belief to do that. And that matters more to me than a steady paycheck because I can go get a job. You know what I mean? Like, I can go do that. It's just not of my, well, I'm not that I'm above it or anything, but it's like, that's just not what I choose to do. I choose to spend my time doing other shit. And that other shit is providing peace of mind for families by teaching babies how to save their lives in the water. And in turn... For me, I get to learn from different families, from different kids, which help me become a better father. And to me, I also choose that it is of my core beliefs that I will be the most badass dad that I could be for my kids and have the most open conversations with them and share just the realest versions of life that I'm aware of with them. And I will do whatever the fuck that takes. And I will do that at all costs. I would die for that. I would fight for that. I would die for my kids. I would die for my students. 
You know what I mean? It's like, I really would put my life on the line for these things because that is my core belief. And that core belief is something I consciously choose and chose and re-choose every single day that I'm alive. Some days I'm not conscious of it, but I I know the big picture and I'm going to keep going and fighting for that. So I think ultimately it's like, ask yourself, what am I willing to die for? And then we can take those things and and kind of mold them into whatever our activities are. Because the reality is, we really don't have to go actually die for these things most of the time. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just a, a belief system. It's just a way to ask yourself questions to discover what it is you really care about and what you really want to accomplish. So if you're not aware, ask yourself that. What am I willing to die for? What do I stand for? And if you don't know, that's fine. But start looking, start inquiring. You know what I mean? The answer is not just boom, so fucking automatic. Like for me, I would, I was, I've been struggling through business every winter. And I'm like, why am I even doing this? I'm like, well, I would die for this. Not meaning I'm going to go and try and starve on purpose. But it's like, I ride for this. I die for this. I believe in this. And I will fight for this to the very end. And I don't care who thinks what about it. You know what I mean? So this is where we can tap into our stubbornness and our stubbornness can actually become a fucking rocket launcher for what we believe in and and propel us towards that. So it's a good question to ask yourself, what do I believe in? What am I willing to die for? And if it could just be life, to stay alive, to be alive, that's cool. That's a good place to start. It means you're standing for yourself you know, and you start developing those ideas and those thoughts and that belief system. And pretty soon that'll boil down what your core values are, what your core beliefs are. And I think distinguishing the difference between decisions we made as children versus a conscious choice we made as an adult about where we stand and believe in things is a big, powerful fucking tool. And it will not only make a difference, but it'll make the difference so there's definitely a difference when stuff makes a difference versus it makes the difference and when we operate from creating a core belief and then operate from that core belief it makes the difference not a not a difference you know what i'm saying so yeah i damn that's pretty good damn dude (laughs) so What we believe and reprogramming what we're taught can break generational cycles. Breaking the cycle because it's not how we want to continue doing and teaching our kids. So, what we believe and reprogramming what we're taught can break generational cycles. Absolutely. Um, So... Okay, <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um, so, for example, I'm half Chinese, half Norwegian. And on my Chinese side, Chinese, like Asian people, like the, a common stereotype is like Asian people don't swim. Now, a lot of the joke is, oh, black people don't swim. Fine, you know, I, I get it. Like, at the same time, I will put this on record. The very first black people invented swimming. 
I always want to say something whenever I hear black people be like, oh, we don't swim. Like, motherfucker, you guys invented swimming. Like, for real. The earliest documentation of swimming is legitimately found in Africa. For reals. And it was you were considered a god, not a king. You were considered a god if you knew how to swim. Uh, the oldest swimming pools ever found were in were in temples of kings who were revered as gods. So it was like like people would come and watch. I mean, if the history that I studied and learned, and I've re fucking studied and learned this a bunch of times, but if that's all accurate and correct, the story is is that people would literally come and watch this fucking guy swim. Because it was like out of this world. It was like, holy shit. And then the next most common thing that people point to when they say, oh, okay, well, is they'll be like, oh, no, well, it was like the Africans that would hunt hippos in the river. And true, they they also did swimming as well. But before that, it was considered you were considered a god if you knew how to swim. So. When. I hear, I realize that, I mean, because I have black family too, so I kind of just got, got off the subject. <laughs> I actually have African family, like for reals. I just met with my cousin. She's half African. Yes, two days ago. Um, so let's say, I, I, sorry, I was speaking on behalf of my Chinese side. So <laughs> Chinese side, I, we don't really swim. Okay, so... For me, it's not because I'm half Norwegian that I learned to swim. It just so happened to be that I'm half Chinese and half Norwegian and I learned to swim. That's just the way it was. But the thing was, is if I just took it as like, oh, we don't swim. Then I would allow the generational cycle to just repeat. And then I would teach my kid, ah, we don't swim. Oh, no, that's for white people. Oh, no, that's for whoever, right? So the thing is, is when we can take these ideas that aren't actually beneficial to us from our generational lineage or from the previous generations, I should say, when we can break those cycles, we create a whole new realm of possibility and world for us. You know what I'm saying? So that in turn breaks these generational cycles. So... What we want to teach our kids is, so it's like the way that I see that generational cycle is that type of cycle that we don't swim or we hate these people or we do this or we don't do that. Those are things that feel like core beliefs, but it's actually cultural influence and decisions we made as a child because the cultural influence, cultural or societal influence influenced us and we decided that's the way that it is or should be or we do things as kids you know what i'm saying so it's like a lot the major the majority of us are walking around as two three four five six seven eight nine ten year old children we're, we're walking around as the decisions we made as children who from the age of like zero up to ten maybe a little older we're walking around as those decisions we made as kids damn dude and that's just the fucking reality of it how many people are just walking around it's like i'm never gonna fucking trust men 
because or I hate men. I don't trust men. All men are dogs. It's like, well, no. In reality, all that happened was your dad was a piece of shit. He took off and he was a dog and he was a piece of shit. But that's not personal to all men. But you took it as personal towards you from a man about men. And you can break that cycle. Same thing. It's like, oh, my mom left me. My mom's crazy. My mom's a bitch, whatever. You can break that. You don't have to keep honoring that decision that you made as a child, as a hurt child, for one. You don't have to keep honoring that. You can let it go. It's safe. It's okay to let that go. We don't have to keep carrying around the baggage of the shit that our generations passed on to us or the thing that one person did or the thing that one person said. Because if you think about it, like I know for me, I I lived out so many years of I'm stupid and my voice doesn't matter because I didn't get orange juice one time and because the class laughed at me because I turned to the wrong page and I said the wrong things. Like because those two decisions, I said, this is how the fuck I am. And I lived my life out in a way that just kept proving that to itself, you know, until I broke out of that cycle, like the tests still come, but at the same time, I pass them now. Well, some of them. (laughs) So that's how we can reprogram it is to identify what beliefs and what thoughts come from who. And being unsure and knowing nothing is like, I think is better and a more powerful position, I should say, than knowing everything about everything, knowing how you feel about this, knowing how you feel about that, knowing it like that means you, those are just old decisions based off of some other old shit, based off some other old shit, based off some other old shit. And that's what's so inspiring me, so inspiring to me about doing this show is that I'm leaving a runway, a platform, a guide as to what my generational bullshit is. So that way, in six generations from now, my kids understand why the beliefs that they have are the beliefs that they have. It's like, oh, because it trickled down from me. Like, I'm young now, but at some point when I'm fucking dead for a hundred years, they're going to pick up these podcasts and be like, oh, shit. Like, my dad's kind of like this, too. Like, oh, that's why he's like this. Or whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's like, because imagine if you knew what your great, 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 great grandparents had to say about life and about the way the generational baggage and shit that they carry around. What are their core beliefs? What are their decisions they made as a child that they're acting and living out as an adult? You know? So that's what inspires me to keep doing the show. It's like, I'm just documenting. I don't even care if I sound stupid or smart or whatever. Like, it's all good. I'm like, that's the purpose of this. Anybody that helps after that, fucking cool. That's just a bonus. But the thing is, I'm willing to sacrifice for this. I put in the time. I put in the energy. I put in the whatever. Like, there's, trust me, there's a lot of other shit I could be doing right now, which I have to do. And I'm here to lay this platform down i'm here to lay down the pavement so my future generation can travel this road a lot easier to get to the point where i'm at i want i want my end result of knowledge of all my years let's say i live to be 100 years old if i can have 
my hundred years of knowledge and information and whatever the fuck I've accumulated in my vision, if my great, 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 great grandkids can start off at 15 years old with the knowledge of my hundred years, dude, I did my fucking work. You know what I'm saying? I served my family. I served my generations to come. And it's like I've honored my past generations and my future generations and myself by doing so because it's my core belief that I want to document life for my future generations of kids and great grandkids. Damn, dude. So that's how I want to break cycles is by laying down what this is. Like, like I said, I want people, I want my future generation to hear my bullshit. I don't, I don't, I want them to more hear where I'm full of shit or where I'm lacking rather than what I'm so smart about or what I'm good at. Because if they can see where I'm lacking, it gives them the tools to understand the decisions they made as children or not and be like, oh, I just took that on because that's the way our family just does shit. I don't even know why I do that. Does the family even know why we do this? Why do we celebrate this way? Why do we mourn this way? We don't fucking know. It's just what the fuck we do. And I want there to be answers to that, or at least clarity, I should say. Excuse me. Clarity, I should say. So, excuse me. Uh, Excuse me. So, for me personally, breaking cycles in my family, I feel like, and just from anybody else who I've observed and seen and talked to who's up to breaking the generational cycles in their family, or at least for themselves, I should say, because you're a part of your family automatically. So I should say for yourself. When you go to do this work, you're going to often look like the black sheep of the family. You're going to often look like you make no fucking sense. You're going to sound like you don't make sense. You're going to get doubted. You're going to get mean comments said to you. You're going to get hurtful things said to you. You're going to get a bunch of shit said to you that you don't like. Now, it may not have happened yet, or it may have already happened, or it's going to happen, or it's currently happening, and that's fine. It's okay. But the thing is, is that it's up to us as an indivi- as individuals to choose whether we want to come from a world of choices or we want to come from decisions made by great, 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 great grandpa. And he said, that's the way it is. We act like this. We're serious. We don't laugh or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Fuck that. Laugh, dance, sing, go do whatever the fuck you want. You don't have to do whatever your family says. It's good idea. It's a good idea and good advice to consider it all. But you can't take everything that they said. If Had I listened to certain family members about certain trips I took or certain things I've done or didn't do, they would say I'm fucking stupid for it. But at the same time, I learned some of my greatest life lessons, which have helped other people in many ways. Like had I listened, I would have never gone to Peru. Had I listened, I would have never moved to Hawaii. Had I listened, I would have never fucking, you know, like do what I do for a career. Had I listened, I would have been in the military. Had I listened, I would have been in this or that. And all these other things, right? Who knows? And that's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I appreciate the suggestion. I appreciate the recommendation. 
And I know that I'm going to, I'm not going to join the military because I'm scared of what you're scared of. And what you're scared of is, oh, well, retirement and pension and college and this and that. That's cool. I appreciate and I respect all that. But at the same time, that's not where I place my energy or worry or anything like that. You know what I mean? I'm just kind of more like, all right, like, I appreciate that. And I'm going to make my own choice as a free adult and ask myself, what am I willing to die for? I'm not willing to die for. See, that was another thing is like, I asked myself, like, am I willing to die for this country? Well, it very much depends. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to die for this country over going to war. I'm not down to die for that. I'm not down to die for this country for that. I'm down to die for this country for standing up for kids and and families and innocent people in that way. But in the the agenda of the war and all that stuff, I'm not willing to die for that because it's not in alignment with my core beliefs. So, you know, it's like joining the military. Cool. That's respectable. I got mad love for that. I got nothing but respect for that. At the same time, it's not for me. That's why I didn't do it. You know what I mean? I almost did. I was actually, I almost joined the Coast Guard. I was literally sitting there. I filled out the whole thing and I went to, I was literally going to sign my name and I got a call from my mom and it was, she called me asking for help. And it was the only time my mom's ever asked me for help. Like, dude, we're going to really need your help financially because the grocery stores are going on strike. My dad worked for the grocery stores and this whole thing. And they needed help financially with my brother and just to help take them places and all these different things. And I was like, all right. So I literally was like, you know what? Sorry, I can't do this. So maybe I'll come back. And I put the pen down. Literally the whole form was filled out. And I put that shit down and and I just guess I had a different calling, you know? So I honored that calling. And to me, that was kind of part of breaking the cycle because my grandparents were in the military and they would push everyone to join the military. And it was something that they all wanted me to do. And I didn't want to do it. Um, so it can feel like lonely. It can feel like making a bad decision. It can feel like I'm uninformed. And maybe I am. At the same time, I know what I believe in, and what I believe in is personal freedom, doing what the fuck is right when nobody's looking, and helping protect and save kids. That's what I want to do, and that's what I'm here for, and that's what my purpose and core belief are, core beliefs are. So, you know, ask yourself, what are you willing to die for? What are you willing to fight for? But the question, what are you willing to die for? I think really hits different because it puts it in the perspective. It's like, am I willing to die for money? Well, no. Well, what is it that makes me money? Well, my job makes me money. Okay. Well, I want to spend time with my kids. Well, this job doesn't, it, this job only allows me to make money. This job doesn't allow me any time with my kids and so on. You know, so it's kind of like that. I feel like it'll naturally kind of start aligning itself when you ask yourself the hard hitting questions like that. Well, what am I willing to die for? Well, you know what I mean? If you're not willing to die for money, then 
Maybe that can mean reassessing your job, your career. If you're not willing to die for whatever, because we are slowly dying every day. Every day we get older, not younger. So we are dying every day that we do something. We're also living equally. But it's important to ask yourself, am I willing to die for this? You know what I mean? Are you willing, like, are, would your kids, 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 kids be proud of you for what the way you lived your life and the way that you chose to make the choices you make and the decisions you make and the awareness that you have? What cycle are you passing on to the younger generation? We're all passing on something. It's not going to all be 100% good, but at the same time, with more awareness, the better off of having better shit to pass on to them we are. Damn, dude. So... You know what I mean? It's like, break those cycles. Make decisions on what you believe in and then be impulsive off of that. If you just be impulsive off of nothing, then you kind of end up lost and you end up in a in a whirlwind of fuckery. But when we know what our core beliefs are, we know what we're willing to die for, we know what we're willing to fight for and stand for and and put an effort into, then... Everything that's impulsive actually isn't impulsive because it was based off of that initial core belief that you purposely hand chose. Damn. So on that note, hope you guys have a beautiful day. We went in. This is season two, episode 16 once again. And I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for... We hit over 4,000 downloads just the other day. I appreciate it. That's fucking badass. So make sure you like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, leave a five-star written review. Any questions, comments, complaints, anything, holla at your boy. I love you guys. Miss you guys. Appreciate you guys. Thank you guys. Have a beautiful day. Much love. Peace. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. Damn, dude.